Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. Today's interview is with Julie Stoyan, who is a digital marketing expert and coach, currently making her mark on the internet as the co-founder of several popular online business brands, such as Create Your Laptop Life, Funnel Gorgeous, Digital Insiders, and more. She has inspired and equipped thousands of up-and-coming business owners with the skills and strategies they need to create build, and grow profitable online businesses. So we talk about that. We talk about the easiest way to replace your income right now. We get into how to grow your email list and what you should be doing to capture people's attention and start getting your message and offers out to the world. It's an amazing interview. Julie is a wealth of knowledge and she has an amazing story for how she came to be so successful in all of her online businesses. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Julie. All right, welcome to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with Julie Stoyan. She is an amazing entrepreneur. I'm excited to bring her onto the show. She's going to share some awesome insights, strategies, and tactics with you today and get into a little bit of a little bit about how to utilize her knowledge to craft your journey to six figures and beyond. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So my first question to you is everybody knows about your recent transition from working with ClickFunnels to now going straight into your own journey in entrepreneurship. We're not going to talk too much about that. I just want you to let the audience in on why you made that transition and how that has impacted your journey in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't realize that before I was in the ClickFunnels world, I was actually running my own business. And so my business never left me. It was always there on the side while I, you know, stepped into this new role And I mean, the short answer is that it was an amazing opportunity and experience. And of course it escalated into partnership and all this amazing stuff. But at the end of the day, I realized that I can't alter the laws of time and space the way I think I can. And my business continued to grow on the side. I I had in my head this idea that it was going to sort of just die down and it didn't. And um, at one point I finally just looked at Russell. I was like, I love working for ClickFunnels, but I can't kill this business baby over here. And that's what's required if I'm not going to blow up my adrenal glands, right? Like, and so I had to make the decision and I said, I have to go nurture my business. Um, and he totally understood. Very interesting. So that you kind of had a, a different situation than, than most people, especially that listen to this podcast. We aim to serve those who may be in we'll just call it a nine to five, right? Yeah. And they're looking to create something meaningful on the side. And you were able to balance both of those, obviously not enough to sustain them both because like you said, your business started to grow. That didn't just happen by accident though. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is if we, if we reverse time and we go back to 2014, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was in the middle of a divorce and I had a little business on the side making $1,000 a month, maybe. I wasn't the breadwinner. And 
in the middle of my divorce, I found out, I found out I was pregnant and I had this huge crisis where I had three children, another one on the way, health insurance, divorce, like the whole, the whole nine years. And we were so poor when we got divorced, we couldn't afford a lawyer. So I had to get a job in order to get health insurance so that I could have the baby. And so, but I also knew that this little side business I had that was making a thousand dollars a month, like if I could build it up, I wouldn't have to stay at my nine to five. So for the nine months of my pregnancy, I worked full-time at a college in their marketing department and moonlighted my business. And then once I went on maternity, my goal was go on maternity leave, have $10,000 saved up to take my maternity leave because my uh, job wouldn't provide it, uh, not paid anyway. And then I never returned and I had the baby, I had 10,000 and then I just kept going with my business and I didn't work for anybody until Russell again. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So one of our missions at our company leverage is to not only provide more food on the tables of the entrepreneurs that we serve, but we also donate a percentage of our membership costs to a nonprofit called feed a billion. And our audience that we are looking to attract, that we love to hang out with are people like you, those who may be in a situation like you were in where they need to create something in order to sustain and put food on their table, if I may. What were those things that you were doing while you were on maternity leave to build your business to a place where you could pay yourself? Yeah. So one of the things was that in Connecticut, which is where I live, $2,000 a month wasn't even remotely enough to support four children. So I had to transition from a very skill-based service model where I was a copywriter and I was a web designer, which, you know, you can only charge so much and transition into marketing and really work on the strategy. And so I implemented a system that I now teach, which is now called Proposal Secrets. And I implemented this sort of agency model system where I was getting paid for my strategy as well as my skill. It was a quick way to make more money. Um, And so I, I sell that course. And to date, it is the course that has returned the highest ROI I've ever seen because a lot of service providers, and that's a a real easy way to get into the market, into online marketing. um, They don't know how to charge for their brain. They only know how to charge for their hands, right? The tangible assets, here's your website, here's your copy, here's your ads, whatever. And I figured out a way to sell like, no, you're going to also pay for my brain to think about your project and then the done for you. And so I did this in my business, not realizing it was a thing, and that was one of the biggest ways that I increased my revenue. But the, the side benefit to that, to having people pay for the strategy is that it gave me a chance to frame my customer for how much work it was going to be. And then I was able to charge more for my proposals. So whereas before I was charging maybe two or 3000, now I could charge 10, 15 or 20,000 and close it because I had done this whole process. And so that's really what I started working on during that whole maternity time. And so once I got off of maternity leave, I was making about $7,000 a month, which was enough for me to leave. And then quickly went to 10. I got to about 20,000 a month in my, in that model before I started to feel the burn of like needing to hire people and things like that. 
So I also started supplementing with affiliate marketing and with some courses and things like that to just add more revenue as my agency grew. And then I found myself again with two businesses instead of a job in a business. Now I had an agency and a course business. And it was like, you know, this juggle of like, which one is going to make me more money and, and which one do I focus on? Eventually the course business won. I shut down my agency, dialed in on the course business, and I met Russell right as I had hit a million dollars in sales. I hired Russell as my mentor, and then he turned around and hired me. <laughs> so that's kind of how the story goes. Uh, I love it. It's an, it's an amazing story that I know a lot of people aim to achieve something similar. So you switched from the tangible things to utilizing your brain for the strategy on how to best use the tools that you were giving to these business owners. What would you tell somebody today? And this is probably what you teach every day who is looking to create something else in their life. What route would you tell them to choose? Because you started out in the blog space, right? And you you were creating websites and doing all these tangible things. And then you switch to providing a service, helping people with their strategy. Is that still relevant today? I, I do think so. I think I have a hierarchy in my head when people come into the online space and they want to make money online, right? And they want to quit their nine to five. I think it's still the easiest way to make a, to replace your income is to do some sort of service-based work, whether it's writing, social media, design, some skill that you can sell. Um, it's the easiest thing to sell too. And the second option, if you're like, oh my gosh, no, is if you have a real life expertise, if you're a therapist, let's say, you could go right into the coaching world by taking your expertise in therapy and becoming a coach. But you can't become a coach if you don't have an expertise, right? Like, and we see many people trying to do that and failing miserably. So for people who don't have an expertise, I say, get in, even if you have to get in as a social media manager and it's not super exciting, you don't get paid a lot. You will learn skills that will never not serve you in digital marketing. And so Create Your Laptop Life was sort of my membership that taught people how to do that. And so my big claim to fame is being able to take a stay-at-home mom who doesn't know anything about internet marketing and help her make at least $5,000 a month as a freelancer. It's the easiest way to go in. And then once you are rocking and rolling with that, I think the second angle for that is to go into consulting. And there's a difference between consulting and coaching. Coaching is, is, you know, you're helping customers come to an answer on their own. Whereas consulting is, I know a lot about this topic. You're going to hire me to give you advice on that topic. And so oftentimes you can scale through consulting and then eventually you can move into courses and things like that if you want. Um, so that's, for people who don't have a lot of skill and expertise, that's what I say to do. If you do have a skill and you just want to come blazing in, I had a client, his name was Jamie, excellent Amazon seller, making a lot of money. He's like, I have zero people on my list. I want to teach a course. I was like, okay, well, you've got the goods. Let's do it. it took him about 90 days to get his first thousand audience, thousand person audience. And then he launched a course and bootstrapped it from there. It took about 18 months to hit a million in sales. Oh, I love that. One thing that we preach a lot around here is building a community because it yeah. really is one of the more powerful ways to continuously generate revenue long-term. So when you brought that up, helping him hit his first thousand members on his list and his, his community, what are you? what were those things that you were 
telling him to do to go build a list from zero to a thousand? Yeah. So I remember that I remember our first coaching call. Uh, he, I said, first of all, you need to go get some photos done today. And he's like, why? And I said, cause we got to create, uh, a, a vibe. You have to give you, we need a vibe. Like we need a vibe. And I want you to be the guy that everyone wants to, you know, the neighbor, everyone wants to invite over for the barbecue. Cause they're really smart, but they're also really fun. Go get some photos taken. So it was the very first thing I told him to do. Then I said, we need to give away some free value, really, really solid free value. You're going to do it two ways. One, you're going to do it in a Facebook group. Second way you're going to do it is through a free, you know, free lead magnet. We created two lead magnets and a Facebook group. And I said, now you are going to have to, if you're not on social media so much that I'm not sick of your face, you're not doing it right. I said, I want to be sick of your face on social media. And he's like, what do I talk about? I'm like, I don't care what you talk about. Just like, I want to be sick of you. And um, so he did an organic sort of Facebook page, live streams, group, that kind of thing. And he also ran Facebook ads to his lead magnets. And we built his list to a thousand, at which point I said, okay, now it's time to sell them something. So we tested a $997 program to teach people how to sell on Amazon. And he had great social proof because he was an expert, right? I would never attempt it if he wasn't an expert. And he sold uh, 27 spots. And that was 90 days after we had started working together. He had, he had 30 students in his $997 course, which wasn't built yet, by the way. He did it live. So it was a live class. And he built the content as he went. Uh, I love yeah, be on social media so much that I'm, I'm sick, sick of your face. face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that speaks, I mean, it's, it's hitting me. I know people listening are probably like, what I, uh, I like, I, I don't want to be that person that I see all the time. Right. I know, but it yeah. works. We have, we have an equation around here. It's called visibility plus credibility equals profitability. If you're visible, you're credible, giving away the free information. It's going to turn into profit if you do it the right way. Yep. Why do you think being visible is so important? And why do you advocate for that with your students? Well, I think, first of all, people don't realize how visible they have to be in order to get attention. Because we as humans are pretty self-conscious, right? Like if you wake up tomorrow morning and there's a big zit on your cheek and you go into a room, you're going to think to yourself, everybody can see my zit. And the reality is, is that maybe the asshole in the back who's really judgy is going to see it, but the majority of people are not going to pay any attention. And it's that idea of like, you are always paying closer attention to you than others are. And so you underestimate how loud and visible you have to be in order to get somebody's attention. And um, it's just like that sense of like, you have to go all the way over here and maybe it'll move the audience like this. And you can see this in any sort of attempting to mass adopt any sort of new idea, you know, cryptocurrency or like the legalization of marijuana or anything like this. Like the extremists have to move so far in this direction just to get the public to move a little bit, right? And it's the same thing with marketing. It's the same thing with, with being visible. And so when I say that, I want to be sick of your face, it almost gives my clients the permission 
to be on social media more than they're naturally comfortable with because they've been told by their mentor, you better do this. And then they sort of can kind of get over the, the self-conscious factor. If you were to go back in your, your long journey to where you are right now, what are some things that if you knew how to do them, they would have put you where you are quicker? What do you think those things are? It does. It relates directly to the people that you hang with. I did not realize how much the company I kept would directly impact the growth. And so for a long time, I'm a pretty independent person, a little bit of a loner. I, I like communities, but I never, I didn't sink my teeth into them at the beginning. I just sort of had my head down and I watch as people make ridiculous amounts of money over dinner, over drinks, over just knowing the right people. And I slowly had the realization that what is actually going to make a difference is who I know, not what I know. And I would have gotten there way faster had I, had I followed that advice. I had someone who came, who mentioned to me the other day, they said, I want to like, I want to get, I want to do like that makeover thing. So I work with Kathy Olson and we do these makeovers on funnels because we run this brand called Funnel Gorgeous and we do that makeover thing. And a a couple people asked me and I've already found someone to do it. And they were like, well, how do you choose? And I said, it's very simple. Like I have now met this person three times, right? She's in my mastermind. She came to the Funnel Gorgeous retreat. Like, and as much as people don't like that idea of like buying your way in, you want to become friends with people. You want to get on stages. You want to get the high profile clients, like put the money down and become their best student, their best client. I mean, that's literally how I got the job with Russell. And I wasn't even intending to, I was hiring him to coach me, but I joined his inner circle and he got to know me. And that's, that was the next step. And if people actually started realizing how valuable that is and how important that is, um, I think they would see a big difference in their business. Is there anything you're doing right now to prepare you for whatever transitions may occur in the next two years? Yeah, I think there are some things that we can see happening on a global scale, which are number one, the democratization of everything, right? So taking these specialized opportunities. Like you can only put your commercials on TV and you got to hire this big production company and all this kind of stuff to, Hey, you can go into an ads manager and throw up a $5 ad on Facebook or, you know, you need high end design. Oh, just kidding. Right. Like you can go on Canva. Right. And like democratization of everything we're seeing it in the cryptocurrency market. Right. As well. So this idea, I think more and more cutting out the middleman and having this sort of network access, Airbnb, Uber, all these kinds of businesses. So what that says to me is that information isn't valuable, network is. And it kind of goes back to the last question I just answered about it's who you know, not what you know. This is that same principle, just on a much larger scale. Because if you can build a company that has a network that you've built underneath it, you are way more stable than if you're just selling a commodity or you're just selling information. And and I hate to say it, but information is a commodity. It's not, you don't have an up on the market. And so I think I continue to view business as 
a relationship game and a network game, not a who's the smartest or who's got the best formula or the best secret because it's, you know, everything, everything is available on the internet now. So I think that's probably my biggest focus. Yeah. Super interesting. Before we get into the rapid fire questions, just, I want to ask a question out of what you just said there. You said information is a commodity. How does that change what you teach to your clients in terms of putting information out there? So what I tell people who are in the, in the information business, right? In the education business, the good news is that people have been paying for education for thousands of years and they will continue to pay for education. I also do think that the education system, especially in the United States, is going to go undergo a rapid transfer transformation in the next several decades because with the exception of the you know medical fields or some of the fields where you really need the certification a lot of the jobs are either getting you know stolen by ai or they're being democratized in this sort of like free market economy so the good news is education isn't going anywhere the bad news is that if you think that you have information and that's what makes you marketable, you are sorely mistaken. People are not paying for information. They're paying for the curation of information. They're paying for the sequence of information because the reality is the course that has given the, the biggest ROI to my students, Proposal Secrets, is not anything that you can't find on YouTube anywhere if you just type in consulting or like how to do a sales call or whatever. It's the, it's like the sequence and curation of exactly the information the person needs at the time they need it to take action that. And and so in that case, info product creators are really choreographers. That is what you are. You are, you choreograph information and that is what you sell. You don't sell the actual information. And I think also people will pay for shortcuts and people will pay for things that Um, you know, that they don't have to do themselves, which is why you'll see that oftentimes I'm tagging on digital assets along with course, because it's like, here, I'm going to choreograph this information for you. So you get a result faster. And I'm also going to give you the digital asset that's going to make that happen faster. And that to me is the winning formula. If you want to get into the info product space. Julie, thank you so much for the insight you provided. I want to ask you a few questions to, just to get to know you a little bit better. You cool with that? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. First one is what is one non-negotiable habit you implement every day? I must drink a cup of tea on my front porch. What is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? You know what? I really, really enjoy any book on personality or habits, like The Way Back to You about the Enneagram, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think anything that helps like understand your personality and how we work as humans is really powerful. And then I would also say that the Bible might be a good book to put on your reading list. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? Disney World. Oh, I love Disney World. <laughs> It's the best. It's like rides and food and fun and family and Mickey Mouse and all the fun things. So I Did you subscribe to the new Disney Netflix? I haven't yet, but I, I am the highest ranking, like I'm in the highest club you can get in, in Disney world. It's an exorbitant amount of money and I love it. That's incredible. (laughs) What are three pieces of software or tools that you could not live without in your business? I can't live without Google drive. 
anything on Google Drive. I cannot live without Trello and I cannot live without Boxer. Julie, that is it for the interview. I really appreciate you coming on here, sharing your wisdom, sharing your insight. As always, how can people become a part of your community, learn from you because what you have been doing with who you're serving and what you're giving to them has been amazing. And I'm excited for you to share how people take advantage of that. Yeah. So I have lots of things going on. So the best way to reach me is to go to my website, stoolystoyan.com. That is three vowels in my last name, which is very strange. S-T-O-I-A-N.com. I have a bunch of brands. If you want to, if you're interested in getting into the service-based model, create your laptop life. If you are interested in getting some beautiful funnels, I have Funnel Gorgeous. I also have a high a high-end mastermind for people who've already hit six figures and are trying to get to seven. So you can find it all on my website. Amazing. Guys, I will link that into the show notes. You can find her on Facebook. She's very active, very popular there. And take advantage of her information because it's going to change your life. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate you having me. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.